0: Life is full of challenges. With an unpredictable economy and just the surprising life changes, you need to be prepared to weather any storm. Elder Law and Estate Planning Attorney Kevin Tharp and Financial Advisor Gary Anderson are available to help you with life's difficult decisions. This is Truth in Planning.
1: Retirement at risk. Helping avoid the risk of outliving your savings. I'm Gary Anderson, Financial Advisor, Anderson Advisors.
0: And
2: I'm Kevin Tharp, Elder Law and Estate Planning Attorney. Gary, I know my dad's plan a big part of his retirement, and he was retired, you know, for over 25 years. His retirement plan was he was going to live long enough, and he put pen to paper and figured this out. If he figured that if he lived to be 102 years old, that on his 102nd birthday, if he died on his 102nd birthday, he'd bounce a check to the funeral home. And that was kind of his plan, (laughs) that he was going to outlive his money.
1: Well, and, and, you know, he was assuming that he has this shelf life thing going on there, and and uh, it, it did work out for him, though. It, he didn't live that long, naturally, but he, he he did a pretty good job of planning over the years. Yeah. Now, as he aged, there there's always issues a lot of times with forgetting things, which I think we all tend to mm-hmm. do as, as we get older. But he did a good job of managing his money and made it last, and he made the best out of it, too, because he had a good place to stay. Mm-hmm. He enjoyed that. So... That's really the biggest fear that people have is outliving their money. He feared that to the point to where he planned to make sure that he didn't outlive his money. I just
2: asked him, 102 years old, do you have any inside information that the rest of us don't know?
1: <laughs> that's what we call longevity for that's sure right, there. That's right. But, that, you know, Kevin, that's it's a good point because when we plan, when we plan financially for people's retirement, that's one thing we keep in mind. And we want to make sure that the plans that we put together allow them to have enough money no matter how long they live. And that gets you to 100 years old most of the time because, you know, I was talking with a couple yesterday, and um, we were having to really figure on, and the, and the plan we will put together for them will be a 40-year plan because one or the other could absolutely live that long, live that many more years, so we want to put the plan together to make sure that they don't outlive their money. There are a lot of things that are really working against us now. And I say us, people in retirement or close to retirement. There are a lot of things working against us. And uh, a lot of it is things that we can't control. This inflation that we've had over the past couple of years is frightening. Is something we didn't really consider or have to consider a whole lot for the past few years. Even though we built inflation into people's retirement plans, you really didn't have a lot of inflation going on, 2% maybe somewhere in there. So inflation is a big issue that people have had. And then you couple that with volatile markets and the fact that we could be um, adjusting Social Security at some point. And they're talking about now potentially a 25 percent cut in Social Security benefits, which could happen as early as 2034. Although I personally don't believe that that Congress is going to allow that to happen. It could. And they're talking about a 25 percent cut there. And do you look at a market decline and inflation working into that? And it could represent as much as 35 to 40% of the money that you're making now in Social Security is going to be, or in retirement is going to be affected by these things. There's a threat out there that's going to try to derail our retirement. And we have to be prepared for that. The Social Security cuts are something that we kicked the can down the road for so long. And it's gone through so many presidents and so many people in Congress and Senate that we eventually will have to get to a point to where some way or another it's going to have to be fixed. Because you're looking at you know 60-some-odd million people right now that are receiving Social Security. How do you think they're going to feel when they get a 20 to 25% pay cut? That's not going to be a happy situation, and it's not going to be a good situation for the people, the elected officials who are responsible for fixing this. There will be a massive... Pushback and revolt if that happens. All you want to do is get a bunch of uh, retirees angry at you for some reason or another. And when you start talking about money, that's a good, good source of anger for people when they can start. When we start talking pay cuts,
2: we're talking about what happens if your money goes before you go today on Truth and Planning. And Gary, I think that is a very realistic topic of thinking of the possibility that we could outlive our money mm. because people are living longer. Uh, people are, we used to think, wow, you know, g- going to somebody's 90th birthday was a huge deal. And now we're going to, it's not unusual to go to a person's 100th birthday exactly. or, or 105th birthday. Mm. Uh, and people are nec- are living longer. Uh, and it's men just as much as women. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of if we keep going, we're still in retirement And if we keep living in our 80s or beyond our 80s into our 90s or even in the 100s, we still have to have that income coming in. And that main source of income is that Social Security.
1: Yeah. And the good news, Kevin, is with proper planning, with proper financial retirement planning, you can be ready for things like this. You can actually have this built into your overall retirement plan that there's a chance There's a chance that you could have a pay cut with your Social Security if we plan the right way. And the earlier you start this, the better off you are. By earlier, I mean in your 50s, um, early 60s, whenever you're thinking about getting into retirement. It's good to start planning this because it can happen. And we don't want to see you do with 20% or 25% less of your Social Security when there are things that we can do with other assets to replace that income if it happens. So that needs to be built into everybody's retirement financial plan. It just needs to be that way. And so this is something that a financial advisor should be doing for you. If you're listening right now and you you don't think this is happening, maybe you better talk to your advisor about this to make sure they're understanding things like Social Security cuts. Uh, inflation, which could go on for several years. We don't know how long this is going to last. But when you see inflation, last year of 2022, was, was, uh, the inflation rate was about a 6.5%. That's what it wound up being. So you throw in 6.5% inflation on top of market volatility that we've had. And and like last year, the, the market was down up until about October, about 13% you're looking at 19, 20% difference in the amount of money you can spend just by those things happening. So all of these things, Social Security, if there's a pay cut, it needs to be built into the plan. This is something that we do as far as our overall planning goes. It's just a natural process that we always want to include. And then we make sure that the plan will work for you no matter how long you live, and you don't outlive your money. You don't outlive those valuable investments you've had. You've worked hard for those things all these years. You have a, you had a nice 401k. You've probably moved it into an IRA at this point, or you will, your individual retirement account. So you've built up a nice nest egg, and as long as we plan accordingly, as long as we have a plan put together at all, and a lot of people just go in, come into retirement and they assume that their 401k is a plan and their IRA is a plan, that is an account. That's a statement that you get every month that tells you how much money that you have, how much you made in the market, how much you lost, those types of things. But that's not a plan. We've got to take this money, this statement that you have, and make sure that it fits your overall plan from now through the day you leave this earth. And that's for both spouses if you're married. So that's that's something that has to be allowed for, especially when you have spouses that are even, there may be a, a pretty large spread in their the age difference there. We have to plan for both spouses, especially the one who potentially could live the longest.
2: Gary, I know this is something that our listeners are concerned about, and there are other issues and risks I know that you're going to also talk about it and how that can cause us to outlive our money. How can our listeners get in touch with you to have that conversation?
1: Kevin, if you just want to have a talk, a good conversation about your retirement plan and your financial retirement, then call us at Anderson Advisors, 888-371-2847.
2: In the next segment, we're going to talk about things you didn't hear from me. You're listening to Truth and Planning on North Georgia's News Talk AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. You didn't hear it from me. I'm Kevin Tharp, Elder Law and Estate Planning Attorney.
1: And I'm Gary Anderson, Financial Advisor, Anderson Advisors. Kevin, I pretty we've been working around each other and with each other for a long time, and I pretty much know what you're going to say to people and what you aren't going to say to them. So sometimes when somebody says, Kevin said so-and-so, I'm thinking, no, I would venture to say Kevin never said that because I'm pretty familiar with what you tell people and how you explain things to them. And so, yeah, sometimes people will say, well, Kevin said this. And I'm thinking, well, we Kevin didn't say that. I didn't hear. I, I've never heard that from Kevin. So today you're going to talk about some things you did, people have not heard from you.
2: Yeah. Like, for example, I know that you would not ever hear from me, well, I heard this guy saying the University of Florida is the best college in the United States while he was drinking a Pepsi. That is something you are not going to hear yeah. from me ever <laughs> in your life. I told my wife sometime, if you hear anything like that from me, start calling the doctor because we've got some issues. Yeah, there's
1: some real problems there's going on There's some serious here. Yeah. issues.
2: But in the estate planning and elder law arena, and this is something, especially in the elder law arena... There are a lot of stuff that people hear, and a lot of it is because we have access to so much information, and we can get that information instantly. We can pick up our phones. We can go on our computers, and we can Google something, and one of the most Googled topics out there is, will I lose my home, everything I own, if I go into a nursing home? Will I lose my home if I go into a nursing home? And, Gary, here's the response I hear almost every time when, as an elder law attorney, I start talking with families about uh, preparing for or when they call me because their loved one has gone into a nursing home. Well, I heard you will lose everything you own. And typically, and I ask them, well, where did you hear that from? And typically, one of the primary sources they hear it from is the nursing home. Mm-hmm. Because they're in a crisis situation. Their loved one is going from a hospital to a nursing home. They're talking to uh, the doctor and the nurses there at the facility about the care plan for their mom or dad or grandparent. And then the financial person comes in and is a part of the discussion or joins the discussion. And they start talking about how to pay for it. And uh, of course, the cost of the care is stuns people. I know it. Stunned my family when my mother went into a nursing home, $10,000 a month. I know that it stunned, even knowing what, we, what I do for a living, it stunned my brothers when my dad went into nursing home three or four years after my mother did, and it was almost $11,000 a month. And that's not in Buckhead or in Atlanta. That's in places like Noonan and Griffin mm-hmm. uh, area. Nursing homes have become very expensive, and so now they're confronted with this. And so people are like, well, what do we do? And so here's the typical response. Well, isn't there some sort of, in won't Medicaid or Medicare take care of this? And here's the response they often hear from the nursing home. Well, you can't get Medicaid unless you, you, you can't have any assets and get Medicaid. So what that means is you got to sell everything that you own or cash in every account that you own. And this is not 20, 30 years ago when these conversations are happening. This is like last week I met with a family who was told by a nursing home that their loved one would have to cash in their IRA retirement account before they could get Medicaid and then spend that cashed in retirement account on the nursing home at $10,000 or more a month. I know I've heard people uh, tell me and report to me that the nursing home has told them that they're going to put a lien on your home in exchange for them giving you services. So it's not like it's stuff that was told to her, you know, 50 years ago when our grandparents or great grandparents went to nursing home. This is stuff that's happening right now. So it is out there that information, I say misinformation, Mm. is out there. And that's one thing I tell people, you didn't hear this from me. You will uh, you will lose everything you own if you go into a nursing home. In fact, what people hear from me on this show when they come and meet with me in person is just the opposite. You will not lose your home and most everything you own if you go into a nursing home because of these two things uh, that we're going to talk about.
1: You're listening to Truth in Planning. I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors, and Kevin Tharp, estate planning and elder law attorney. My co-host is talking today about what you haven't heard him say, what you haven't heard from him. And Kevin, that's a a good point. I can't tell you how many times people say, well, I know the nursing home's going to get my home. They're going to get my home if I'm ever on Medicaid or if I'm ever in the nursing home whatsoever. That's what you keep hearing. And I don't know where it comes from, but it certainly is out there, and it sticks like glue. It is very hard to get past that. But I know when people talk to you about these things, they come away with a different point of view because they realize nobody's coming to get their home.
2: Exactly. (laughs) They have the peace of mind of knowing they won't lose their home when they talk with me. Why? Because what the law says is if you go into a nursing home... The focus of the law is first on what type of assets you you own. And the good news, Gary, is that your home is one of those types of assets, single or married. If you own your home, it is protected. You will not be forced to sell it and spend the money on nursing home. You can get Medicaid and keep your home. And it's been that way for as long as Medicaid has been around. It's that way in all 50 states. So it's not like, well, this nursing home said they're an exception to the rule. Every nursing home has to follow these laws because every nursing home in the state of Georgia at some point in time receives federal Medicaid benefits. And if they don't follow the federal Medicaid law, then they can be at risk of not getting those federal benefits. And a nursing home that loses federal Medicaid benefits will go out of business. So this idea that you will lose your home is a myth. It's misinformation. And it's been perpetuated, quite frankly, by two industries. The nursing home industry, because they stand to benefit. If you sell your home cash... Money in a bank account, especially if you're a single person, is not the type of asset that is protected. So if it's not protected, you've got to do something. You've either got to spend it, or you got to take steps to protect it. So if you sell your home, you convert it to what? Money. Money's not the type of asset that is protected. And so here's another thing the nursing home tells you: you have to spend that money on your care. But there is another choice. You can protect bank accounts by taking steps to protect them. So one thing you don't hear from me is, well, you have no other choice but to spend it down. Spend down is not the only choice. Here's something else you don't hear from me. And this comes from the the legal industry, even some uh, attorneys that are elder law attorneys. Well, Kevin, if I'm going to lose everything I own, if I go into a nursing home, then I better get rid of it before I go into the nursing home. So people are told that you got to take everything and put your children's names on it. Or people are told that you've got to put things in an irrevocable trust like your home if you want to get Medicaid if you ever go into a nursing home. Well, Gary, irrevocable means you give up ownership and if you give up ownership there are penalties and what's worse is if you give up ownership you're now unprotecting that home that was already protected there's no need to give up ownership over your home in order to protect it so what you're not going to hear from me is you got to put your home in an irrevocable trust in order to protect it. What you are going to hear from me is your home is the type of asset that is protected as long as you keep ownership.
1: Kevin, if I want to hear from you the right way. If I want a conversation with you, how do I get in touch with you?
2: Gary, the best way is to reach me through my website, which is kevintharp.com.
1: Inflation and market volatility, what do they have in common? That's coming up next. You're listening to Truth and Planning on North Georgia's News Talk AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. inflation and market volatility. Will they derail your retirement? I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors.
2: And I'm Kevin Tharp, elder law and estate planning attorney.
1: Kevin, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, this inflation phenomenon that we're going through right now is a, a strange thing. Um, for the last 40 years, we've had very little inflation. So all of, all of us baby boomers who are out there that you know, if you're getting ready to retire, maybe you're already in retirement. You never you weren't really concerned about inflation all these years because it just didn't mean a whole lot. We had two percent inflation, maybe sometimes three. And it, when it was reflected across the board for all the products you buy and the services you buy, it just didn't really impact people a whole lot. It was invisible. It was there. That did make a difference, but not enough difference to to make you think that, whoa. This inflation keeps up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to outlive all my money. It's going to go away before I am leaving this earth during my retirement. I'm not going to have enough money to get to the end of retirement. And that's a real fear. And I don't blame people for having that fear because when you're looking at, you know, 6%, 7% annual inflation rates, and this inflation really affects the things that you buy a whole lot, groceries, fuel, things like that, then you need to be concerned about it. And what I was saying earlier was that inflation, no matter how bad it can get, really needs to be built into your overall retirement financial plan. And some people might be out there right now saying, well, it's already too late for that. I'm already in retirement. No, it is not too late. There's a very, very good possibility if you actually put a plan together then you can address inflation even though you're already retired. There's no better time than now to make sure that you have this plan going forward put together so you will have a roadmap to follow. You're not just wandering around aimlessly during, during your retirement years financially and then hoping it's going to turn out. You've got a plan put together that addresses scenarios like inflation and also market volatility. What, what do inflation and market volatility have in common? I can tell you one thing they have in common. They affect retirement retired people a whole lot more than they affect anybody else because retired people are typically on fixed incomes of some sort. Your Social Security is fixed income. The nice thing about Social Security is when we have inflation, we do get increases. We get a pay raise. So Social Security is very good in that respect. But if you are a, have a pension, a lot of pensions, now with the exception of Teachers Retirement System of Georgia and Georgia, Georgia Employees Retirement System, they actually do have things built in to address inflation. They have increases, cost of living adjustments. But a lot of pension pensions, Kevin, do not ever change. If I'm making $2,000 a month in a, with my pension when I first retired, 20 years later, I'm probably still making $2,000 a month. That's a, a lot of pensions are set up that way. Well, you can imagine 10, 15, 20 years later, how much less that $2,000 a month is going to buy because of inflation. Even when inflation is low, it affects it somewhat, but now you're really taking bites out of it. So, inflation affects retirement people, retired people more than it does people in, still in their working years. And market volatility does too because inflation, you are not in your working years, yeah, it's really annoying because you're paying more money for things, but you're not really as concerned about it. Let's say I'm 20, 30 years old, 35, 40 maybe. I'm in my working years. I'm getting pay raises. That kind of offsets inflation. So I'm not really all that concerned about how it's affecting me now. And this is where the baby boomers were. 40 years ago, they were in that same position. Yeah, when we had inflation at 10 12 14% a year there for a while, which was just astronomical, um, it hurt. But we were still working then. The baby boomers were in the middle of their working careers. They were making more money. They were getting pay raises. They were able to address all these things. So you didn't really think about that outrageous inflation rate that we had back then.
2: I'm talking today on truth and planning with my co-host Gary Anderson, financial advisor of Anderson Advisors. And Gary, I know that things over time are going to cost more. They're going to things are going to cost more tomorrow than they do today. But that's not what we're really talking about when we talk about inflation. We're talking about a sudden and sharp increase mm-hmm. in what those costs are. And it's good to know that you can have a plan, a written plan that can prepare you for that when it does happen. And then, like you said, you throw in market volatility. Uh, when you said that earlier, I'm thinking about, well, inflation and market volatility, you know what they have in common? They're like peanut butter and jelly. They go together exactly, oftentimes.
1: They really do. And
2: so you can prepare for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's when when we're in our retirement years, looking back 40 years ago, when you weren't too concerned about that ridiculous inflation we were having for a while there, it, it did annoy you, but you knew you'd get through it because you get pay raises, life would go on, and eventually inflation would subside, and it did. And it subsided so much to the point that we really didn't even have that in a conversation. You didn't have people sitting at Waffle House talking about how prices have gone up.
2: Including the cost of the waffles at the Waffle well, exactly, House, Exactly, right?
1: They do that, by the way, every September, they, at least every September, they have a price increase. And that's been going on forever because they were adjusting for the cost of material, the cost of goods. And it was incremental. You didn't see it, but you didn't notice it a whole lot. But, yeah, they had to bump up their prices. Well, now you're probably seeing a lot of businesses like that having to bump up their prices even more just to be able to pay for the products they're selling. And that does affect us in retirement more, people in retirement more than it does when you're still in your working years and market volatility does the same thing so you stick both of these things together and you've got a market that's down by let's say 15 20 percent like it was up until last october when the market started coming back you got that going on you have a six percent inflation rate that's really taking a bite out of your plans it's taking a bite out of the things that you want to do the lifestyle that you have in retirement and also the length of your retirement, it could take a, a real bite out of your retirement in the later years that you're that you're in in the retirement years because you don't really have enough money to do the things you want to do at that point in time. And yeah, you spend more money typically in the first years of your retirement than you do in the latter years, but you still have to have that money there. And the last thing anybody needs to do or have happen to them is to be surprised that, wait a minute, I had all that money and I figure, well, if I spent $40,000 a year out of my investments, I could I could take that $40,000 a year for say 50 year or 20 years. Well, and all of a sudden, you found out that maybe that wasn't enough. That $50,000 a year wasn't even addressing your expenses potentially if you had a lifestyle that 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 you would use that much money. So now you don't have the funds on the backside of your retirement to take care of you. That has to be, Kevin, a part of this overall plan, taking care of yourself on the backside. You're talking about long-term care, nursing home care. We have to be ready for that. We have to be ready for assisted livings, uh, uh, personal care homes, things like that that can cost you a lot of money out of pocket. We will be ready for it if we put together the plan that will help you get there. Keep in consideration. you know, Markets don't go up every single year, but we know over time, markets will go up. Your investments will go up. That's why you accumulated this money that you have there in your 401k. It wasn't just what you put in, but it's how you grew it those years. And we need to make sure we're making the best of that so it will last throughout your retirement, and really, it just involves sitting down, having a conversation, communicating with your advisor, communicating if you're a married couple with your spouse. That always really helps too. A lot of times we forget that part of it. And we make sure that the plan addresses both of you throughout your retirement years. And it's not difficult to follow. Make sure that it's not something that you can't understand. And that's what we do.
2: Gary, how can they take that first step to have that communication and start that conversation with you?
1: Kevin, they can call us at Anderson Advisors, 888-371-2847. Coming up, we're going to
2: talk about some things you will hear from me. You're listening to Truth and Planning on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. Did hear it from me. I'm Kevin Tharp, elder law and estate planning attorney, and I'm Gary Anderson,
1: financial advisor, Anderson Advisors.
2: Gary, there are some things that you hear out there that I would definitely say um, you're going to hear from me. I hear people tell me all the time. Well, there was I, I talked to some some lawyer, and I can't remember his name, and he said um, that I talked to him, and he 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 said probate is a big deal. And that's one of the things I want to talk about today that you will hear from me, because I'm pretty confident in this statement. If you talk, called, pick up the phone and called ten attorneys in the North Georgia area, nine out of, and my me being one of the ten, nine out of ten of those attorneys will tell you probate's no big deal. You don't need a trust; all you need's a will. If you could pick or choose a state to die in, Georgia would be it, uh, because probate's very simple here in Georgia. But I'm just the opposite. What you hear from me, if you talk to me, if you become one of my clients, is probate is a big deal, and there's several reasons why you hear this from me. Number one. I've been practicing law for over thirty-five years, and as an estate plan, and I've specialized in estate planning and elder law. And as an estate planning attorney, I can tell you that one reason probate is a big deal is because you don't have to go through it. There is this misconception out there that, well, I thought everybody has to go through probate. You hear that mis- you hear that often from uh, people in other industries, financial advisors, CPAs. You hear that uh, all the time from uh, people, uh, lay people. Well, I thought everybody had to go through probate. It's almost like a fact of life. Yes, it's almost like, well, yeah, you got to go through probate. You have to. And you don't. See, when a person dies, their assets are going to fit into one of two categories, probate or no probate. There's no gray area. There's no in between. It's either one or the other. When you pass away, your family's either going to go through the court government process called probate or they're not. And the one thing that makes the difference, the deciding factor, because we get calls all the time from people who will call us and tell us that our client, their parent, their spouse, their loved one has passed away. And the question they ask is, what do we do next? And one of the built into that question is, well, I heard we have to go through probate, or we're going to have to go through probate. And they start searching from the doc for the document thinking, well, that's going to take care of everything. Or find the document, find that will, and that'll solve that question. You don't have to go through probate if you have a will. There is still this belief. There is still this misconception out there. And it lawyers as an industry are not doing anything to dispel that myth. But having a will or not having a will is not the deciding factor of whether you do or do not have to go through probate. Gary, the deciding factor of whether or not you or your family have to go through probate when somebody dies is how assets are titled. So what my clients and prospective clients and our radio listeners are going to hear from me on a regular basis is title means everything. And one of the first times it means everything is when a person dies. It literally dictates the next steps that you or your family are going to have to take when a person dies. I don't care what document you have until I know how things are titled. Because title is the engine that drives everything. And what do I mean by title? Well, When a person dies, look at the asset, look at the type of asset they own, and tell me how is it owned. If it's in one name, or if it's in joint names, or if it's in the name of a trust. Because how it's owned, how it's titled, if it's titled in a trust, then there is no probate. If it's titled joint, there is no probate when the first joint owner dies. But joint ownership turns into what? Soul ownership. And so when a person dies, if an asset is just in their name alone, then to get from them to their beneficiaries that they've named in their will, or if they've not named, have a will, then the state of Georgia has decided who their beneficiaries are. But to get from the deceased person to their beneficiaries, those people have to go through probate.
1: You're listening to Truth in Planning. I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors, and I'm here with my co-host, Kevin Tharp, estate planning and elder law attorney. And Kevin, I want to hear the good things from you. I do want to hear there's a way to avoid probate because I don't want my spouse, my family to have to go through that process. I've seen how it works for a lot of people, and it's not pretty, and it's not fun, so I want the, to make sure we avoid this thing so we can have enjoy ourselves. So after.
2: here's what you hear from me. Here's what my prospective clients and radio listeners and my co-host hears from me. You can avoid probate. Mm. And the way you do it is to get the title of your assets coordinated with your wishes that you've put in a legal document. And mm-hmm. the only legal document that lets you do that While you're living, you can't do this after you die. That's why you have to go through probate, because you didn't do this before you die. You have to go through probate after you die. You will complete your plan if you put your wishes in a legal document called a trust. And if it's a revocable trust, you don't give up ownership of anything. And then title your assets in the name of that revocable trust while you're living, again, without you giving up ownership. So when you die... There is no probate. It's that simple. Because if you don't do that before you die, and you can't title your assets, by the way, Gary, in the name of a will. Because a will doesn't take effect until when you die. A trust is something you can set up while you're living, so you can go ahead and title things in the name of that trust.
1: So the trust is the key to no probate, then?
2: The trust title is... Things in the name of a trust is the key to probate. It's titling things with the trust. Mm, It's that two-step combination. And titling is the key. Because I've met a lot of clients over the years, Gary, that have a trust document. And they've never titled anything in the name of that trust. Good point. You know what you call a trust with nothing titled in it? A will. (laughs) You're going to go through probate. I've seen people that have a trust document. And then they have a will that says, well, I'll just title everything in the name of my trust when I die, and I'll use my will to do it. Well, you've defeated the whole purpose. You're going to go through probate. So what people are hearing from me is you can avoid probate. People are going to hear from me that the advantage of avoiding probate is why go through a process you don't have to go through, number one. To me, that's the biggest reason, biggest advantage. But here's the second Advantage of avoiding probate your affairs remain private when you avoid probate Gary, I was in the probate office not long ago uh, because I was assisting a family in getting a guardianship for their young son Who just turned uh, 18 and he has uh, down syndrome? So he needs a guardian to help him make decisions And so uh, if you see me in the probate court, it's it's for that reason to help families with guardianships uh, if they have an incapacitated loved one, usually uh, a son or a daughter or a family member who has special needs. I'm not in probate court anymore because somebody dies, very rarely. And the reason why is because I make sure my clients avoid it. But I was in the probate court not long ago, and there was a bulletin board, and on that bulletin board, it said, Hey, according to Georgia law, notice, according to Georgia law, and it cited the statute, probate records are subject to public inspection. If you avoid probate, your affairs remain private. If you go through the probate process, everybody can see your wishes. Everybody can see your assets. Everybody can see your information and that of your family.
1: Kevin, if I want to hear from you firsthand, how would I get in touch with you?
0: My website, kevintharp.com.
1: Investment advisory services are offered through
0: Anderson Advisors, a registered investment advisory firm. Anderson Advisors is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investments involve risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Any reference to protection, safety, and lifetime income generally refers to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the strength and paying capabilities of the insurance carrier. This show is intended for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. You should consider Consult with a financial advisor to help determine the best options for your particular circumstances. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not endorsed by the United States government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions construed herein, presented by third parties, have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. Completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Gary Anderson nor Anderson Advisors is affiliated with attorney J. Kevin Tharp or any guests on this show.